No Gods, No Monsters contains spoilers, profanity, and substance use. Mr. Knight? It's Mrs. Phillips here from number six. I wonder if you'd go and check out my apartment for me. Tony and Elise are there on their own, and I can't get through. Delighted to help. You leave it to me, Mrs. Phillips. No problem. Thanks. It'll be a pleasure. Extra was an ugly, mean-spirited, and despairing thriller that left me thoroughly depressed. Why was this movie made? What vision filled the filmmakers with a desire to share this work with an audience? I am not expecting a great movie when I walk in to see something named Extra, but I do hope the movie will contain some humor, or style, or excitement. Extra is the work of incompetent cynics. The movie settles into a curious pattern. The scenes of everyday events are done as a sort of bitter, understated British slice of life. They alternate with the special effects scenes, which are heavy on teeth, slime, pulsating eggs, and things that bite you in the face. Most exploitation movies are bad, but not necessarily painful to watch. They may be incompetent, they may be predictable, they may be badly acted or awkwardly directed, but at some level, the filmmakers are enjoying themselves and at least trying to entertain an audience. Extra is an exception, a completely de depressing, nihilistic film, an exercise in sadness. At the theater where I saw it, Extra was on a double bill of Tootsie. Why? Possibly because a booker thought the combo of a third-run hit comedy and a first-run thriller might attract audiences. On a Sunday afternoon, the audiences that turned up for Tootsie were rather nonplussed by extras, pulsating slime, and bloody little kids. It's movies like this that give movies a bad name. I mean, look, I agree with him that the British are incompetent. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. Okay, I just want to make sure yeah. we're all on the same page there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I agree with him that this is a bad movie to pair with Tootsie. Yeah, really bad choice. <laughs> Welcome to No Gods, No Monsters. We're the anti-capitalist kaiju and monster movie podcast in a world where no one's coming to save us. I'm Rabbit. I'm uh, Charlie, the salmon of knowledge. And I'm Bardo. And today we're talking about 1982's Extro. Uh, next time... Did it. Next time, we're going to be going back to Godzilla. Nextro time. Nextro, we're going to be talking about Godzilla vs. Biolante, which, or Biolante, which I'm fucking stoked for. Yeah, um, me too. And then after that, it's Barto's pick. Barto, do you know what you're doing yet? I'm filling out the fucking alien trifecta Extro that two. we've done with. <laughs> With what? I'm sorry? Extra 2. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Absolutely not. With Close Encounters of the Third Kind. We're, yes. uh, we're doing it. And I, I, yes! I, you know, the first movie I picked when I came on here was Steven Spielberg. And I had this, like, you know, like, Charlie's going to make fun of me for picking a Spielberg movie. But then I realized, you've no. not even watched any Spielberg movies. And so now I'm, I'm going to make you 
watched one of my favorite films of all time, and I'm so hey. excited. Hey, I have watched uh, some Spielberg movies. I just watched the other month uh, the first Indiana Jones movie. Um, rewatched oh. it. Yeah, Not a very bam. good movie. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, Close it's Encounters fine. is way better than Indiana Jones. It's fine, so. but uh, no, I've seen Close Encounters. I love Close Encounters. Oh, um, really? Yeah. Oh, I, no, I'm. Don't I'm worry, I haven't. You haven't? I haven't. You, I wish I could watch this movie for the first time. Holy shit. Yeah. I'm also really excited that we're doing a Spielberg movie before the next Godzilla movie we watch after that. Heisei fans know what I'm talking yes. about. If yes. you know, you know. Hell yeah. Awesome. This is an exciting lineup, folks. Yeah. Um, but today, extra, extra, read all about it. Charlie, are you ready to is that already in there? Is that in your synopsis? <laughs> <laughs> Charlie shook his head in a way where I'm like, oh, I just took that from him. <laughs> Charlie, can you tell us what happens in this movie? I can. Very accurately. <laughs> Tony is a young lad who just cannot get past his dad, Sam, running out on him and his mom, Rachel, three years ago. He is still regularly having dreams about his father and is even acting out mischievously by doing such things as covering himself in blood. He won't connect with his soon-to-be stepdad, Joe, who admittedly is kind of a disinterested prick. One day, Sam comes and picks up Tony from school. He claims that he has had amnesia and can't remember where he has been. Rachel believes him, but Joe thinks that he is lying and is upset that he's come back in their life. What ensues is a dark family drama over Sam's place in Rachel and Tony's life. Tony is clearly over the moon about his father's return, although he gets scared when he learns that his dad has started a new kind of fad diet. <laughs> Sam assures him that he's okay, just where he's been has changed him, and he'd like to take Tony with him. Tony agrees to this and starts taking aspects, starts taking on aspects of his returned father, much to the dismay of everyone else around them. In the end, Sam cucks Joe with Rachel and then takes Tony with him back to wherever he's been the past three years. Joe's head explodes from realizing he's been cucked and has had his new boy taken away, and Rachel gets a new pet cat to help her cope. The end. Extra, extra, read all about it. It's extra, baby. I like that a lot, especially the ending. It was good. Barto has a very angry look on his face. I, I calm down. I have Barto. an angry look on yeah, my face. I don't, have an, I don't feel anger. I am thinking that, like, as we're talking through this movie, um, my guess. I don't know. I've never heard of this movie. There's like one person on the letterbox who I follow who's watched it. I feel like we should communicate what is actually going on in this movie like as, as we're talking not i started writing another synopsis um, that uh very clarifying put in more of the alien but, stuff but um <laughs> i i didn't finish it i deleted what i had because i said oh no never mind and i was like no i should and then i started rewriting it and then i um and then i only got like a few sentences into it before we started because i don't think you said the word alien <laughs> well yeah the whole thing i don't think that was mentioned the stepdad <laughs> thinks and a bunch of people think and this is a big topic that we'll get to but think that the kid is making up is having like a problem making up that his dad disappeared in a flash of light um but really his dad was like abducted or some shit came back with new powers and fucking yeah. fucking aliens are are involved 
Yeah. We'll definitely be talking about aliens. I don't know about y'all, but my notes have a lot to do with aliens, I promise. Mm-hmm. Well, Charlie, do you want to give your general thoughts first? This was your pick. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, as I mentioned before, this this had been kind of like on my long list of uh, movies I wanted to eventually pick. Um, uh, it's been like five or so years since I last watched it, and it was time for a rewatch, and then with... Uh, Elon changing Twitter to X. I thought that was a message from God. Um, uh, and so that's that's why I picked it. And yeah, I don't know. I just think it's a really fun, completely original movie that's just a very psychotronic experience that is... There's no other film really like it. And um, I think it has great special effects and a really fucked up weird plot that's uh kind of nonsensical in parts but not completely uh nonsensical i i i I don't know it's it's a weird movie and i really like it i really like watching just movies that feel like they're beamed in um from uh another planet um and that's what this movie feels like that's just an excuse the movie walked out it wasn't beamed in from another planet (laughs) I really like watching this movie. I had a lot of fun, but I do think the the phrase completely original movie is like a very strange one to use in reference to this movie because it is pulling from like so much stuff. I mean, mostly alien. I guess I mean original in the sense that like, yes, it is pulling from other things, but original in the sense that it's just, uh, even though it is pulling from other things, it's, you watch it and it feels like nothing else. It feels like it. It doesn't feel like Alien. You're right. Like yeah, it, yeah. It is, it is definitely like um, it is. It is picking up a, the the same stick and ball, but it's hidden in the other direction, sort of. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's. Uh, I didn't like. I didn't love this movie. I didn't hate this movie. I liked it. I think. Like, when I got done with it, I was like, oh, there's some wacky stuff in here. Um, worth, like, chewing on and um, just a little bit. Like, and, and but there was also stuff in there where I was like, what, why, why did this, why did this happen? Like, what, <laughs> how does this forward the plot? How does, and, and most of the stuff that I found, like, nonsensical, I actually found, like, I don't know. I felt like there's, there are reasons for that mm. that just like have nothing to do with the plot, uh, which is cool. And I like that. Grab it. What do you think? I say this all the time, especially with Charlie movies, but I'm glad I watched it twice. The first time I watched it, it felt to me like one of those movies where they set up a weird thing and then the whole movie's just like, look at all the weird shit that happens because of this weird thing. And I was like bored and tired and didn't really like it. I liked parts of it. I liked the the some of the effects were cool. But I wasn't that into it. The second time, now that I knew what was going on, I feel, and maybe I just, I have trouble, like, taking everything in the first time watching stuff. There is so many weird dynamics in this movie. Like, the tension in that house behind the different Mm -hmm. dynamics and the unspoken shit happening between all these people is so fucking weird. Um, And... Yeah, so I'm I, I'm like middle of the road on the movie, but I'm very excited to ask you all questions and talk about things in this movie because a lot of the things the first time that I was like, I don't know why that happens. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, they tell me why that happens. 
but why does the why that ha- I don't know how to explain it, but there's, <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, some yeah, weird yeah. shit. Um, I, I I saw I, I forget I looked at a couple of like reviews for this movie, just trying to like gauge what people thought of it. And Roger Ebert. No, I, well, well, most of them mentioned Robert Ebert's <laughs> review, but um, but like a couple of them referred to the movie as like sweet, like a little bit. Like there's like a sweet story being told here. <laughs> And Sam and, and Tony love each other. Yeah, I mean, there's like there there are like weird. Di- you're right. There are like weird ass dynamics in this house. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it is a movie. Like, I don't know who I'm supposed to be rooting for in this movie. I guess the mom. Always but... the aliens. <laughs> Before we get too deep, I do want to say two surface level things. One is. This movie does the thing that a lot of movies do where it has like a setup of like, look at their nice life. And then here's going to be the thing that comes in and complicates it. Right. And it's the quickest of that I have ever seen. It's like 45 (laughs) seconds. They're at the cottage. Rachel's leaving. Boom. (laughs) The kid's fucking freaking out. Like it's so fast. And it's the worst effect in the movie. It's very strange. Like the, the, like when he's throwing the stick stick over the house. The stick stopping and doing, I, which I think was like a nod to two thousand one. That's what Space I was Odyssey. thinking. I was going to ask you guys uh, about that. I, I feel like it has to be. I don't yeah. know what else that could be, but it like stops and like disappears, and there's the bright light, and it like is the most like all the you know. I don't think this movie looked like a breathtaking or anything like that, but I thought all the most of the effects work was like really really solid. Yeah, I think the effects were really that, good in this. But that was like the only like when we started. When, you know, I, I'm going to this movie completely blind and I had this moment of like, oh, no, what is this movie I'm about to watch? And like, did was there are all the effects going to be like this one? And it's right at the beginning. It's the first yeah, thing the first you see. Yeah, 45 seconds. Um, I was all, oh, the other, the only other thing I want to say basic is I really hate the music in this movie. That's the only like pure negative oh. I have. I can't stand it. Like, oh man, I never the director, want to right? hear it yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, he was actually um, a trained uh, concert uh, pianist, um, and I think that I, I kind of agree. I don't. I, it's not that I can't stand it, but there are parts where the music kind of gets annoying. And honestly, it's the parts where I think the fact that he's a trained pianist comes in uh, mm. more obviously. Like when when the notes are kind of like drawn out and it's um yeah. like it's that okay. i can deal with but when it gets more busy and like the there's more notes involved that's when i'm like ah oh, the music's kind of annoying me it's so, just the, too circusy and shit yeah like the yeah. the very end like when he says like we're going to college to get your mom uh even though he's american i don't know why he said mom but he like the the Wait, music British, is they? like no, but not, Joe's not American. Joe. Joe's not American. Uh, yeah, he is. Joe's American. Wait, but he said, he, or I guess he said, I look British, speak Yiddish. I guess yeah. you can look. He's Br- for I sure American. Yeah. But uh, anyways, the, the music that my note that kicked in there was like, the music is excellent. Great drum machines. Completely the wrong vibe. <laughs> and I'm all for it. Like it's Sure. Yes. It, I think that's a big part of it. It's yeah, it's just, just wrong fit. vibe all over the place. Yeah, um, but not in all of it. You're right, Charlie. Yeah, but no, I mean, I agree that that was uh, probably my 
main my main complaint in the movie is sometimes the music got annoying. Like you said, when it gets too circusy. I want to say before we go any further, I watched the um the second sight uh release of this movie, which has and I watched the special features on it, which has a um hour long documentary where it interviews a bunch of people involved. It has a like a half hour feature where it's mostly an interview with a super fan of this movie. <laughs> and his reading of the movie and it's really weird because it's sometimes it like feels like it's kind of insulting to the guy because he'll go on about like parts of this movie that he thinks are really deep and then it'll cut to, like the director saying like nah that's bullshit because the director's like nah this movie sucks uh, <laughs> <laughs> the director's just like nah we were just high and drunk the whole time this movie sucks it's just stupid <laughs> poor um, guy I mean that doesn't make his reading wrong you know I know I know <laughs> I'm high and drunk but, when I come up with half my opinions on movies yeah, and they're sure. right damn it <laughs> but yeah the director's very self-deprecating about the movie which can be kind of entertaining um, <laughs> and then there is a look at the some test footage from a new extra they're making. <laughs> um, Wait, like extra four? Yeah. Yes. Um, some test footage on it. It looks not good, but also it's test footage, so maybe that's why. <laughs> they're all unrelated, right? Like yes. they don't have anything to do with each other. Oh, they're all done by the I same wanna... director. But um, I have not seen two. But one second, I'll get back to that. Um, Extra Exposed, which is a, an older interview with the director, and then Loving the Alien, a tribute to Philip Sayer, who uh, played the father, Sam, um, and he died like a year or two after they made the movie of, uh, I think it was kidney cancer, some kind of cancer. Um, and this Damn. is this is like clips of the movie set to um, Brian May from Queen on one, one of his solo albums in the early 90s. He had a song that was dedicated to the actor. <laughs> So it's like clips from this movie. What? That's over that song. <laughs> so most of what you bring up will be referencing that, yes. I'm assuming. Um, and then I also watched Extra 3, which, yeah, same director, nothing to do with this. The, mo the alien in that is like a, a gray who um, is just like on an island where they had a Japanese internment camp. Um, and they also conducted... Alien experiments on aliens that crash landed in Arizona in 1955, and he's pissed off because he watched them like uh, dissect his mate and um, the pregnant or, and the the fetus inside of his mate, and he like went insane and killed everyone on the island, and now they're like coming back years later to take back the island, and he just starts killing off all these army soldiers again. Uh, that sounds cool. It it sounds uh, like an awesome movie. It's the effects in it are horrible. The acting's bad. Like, I feel like <laughs> this movie was kind of competently made, and um, Extra 3 does not seem competently made. I uh, can't... I'm sorry, I can't imagine what... Like, if this is the level of competence for... <laughs> I just can't. I'm sorry, I, I can't. I feel like, like this was generally competent. It had good acting, good special the effects. Did at the people in it, in that one? Okay, one <laughs> shot. <laughs> I thought that was going to be. I'm glad you brought that up. I thought that was going to be a thing with Joe. Is that every time he or he speaks before the camera sees him, 
every for like the first two scenes he's in and i'm like oh this is just this character like this says something about him that he's off screen he's not there <laughs> oh i i missed that i just meant if the yeah. other one was was incompetent compared anyway uh, um, i missed that but i did i watched the extended so it might be different y'all's than y'all's but the shot that threw me off the most was the one where he walks towards the camera till his crotch hits the camera do y'all have that one in yours wait who joe at the end he's walking towards the camera and just keeps getting closer and closer to his dick until the camera hits his jeans and then the next shot is just farther away of him still walking and i like couldn't believe it and went back i don't and i was like this must be because it's extended edition there's no way this made it i don't remember that uh, like that he's like so telling funny, Tony to stay in the car, and he's like stay in the car, and he gets out, and then yeah, it's a shot, hits his dick, and then it's farther back, and he's climbing over a fence. Uh, yeah, weird. that's anyway. not the one I saw. Um, well, y'all didn't get all the good shit. That's yeah. <laughs> no, so funny. And then yeah, this this DVD, this Blu-ray actually has four different versions of the movie. Um, Holy shit! Including one that was made specifically for this release, where the director went in and changed like coloring and stuff. And um, <laughs> for this movie, he hates. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then um, I guess in the fifty minute in the hour long documentary, he talks about the kid put on weight while they're making it, and he just I guess he was pretty upset that like uh, so there's some shots of the kids like chubbier than other shots. Mm. So he says that in the new director's version, he like digitally slimmed the kid down. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of want to go back and watch that. <laughs> I'm sure that looks totally normal. Yeah. Oh my uh, god! And then I also That's watched. So um, <laughs> I also watched the movie Prey, which is a 1977 British movie about an alien disguised as a man who hangs out with some um, a couple of lesbians, uh, a lesbian couple, and then um, that also features a scene where. Um, an alien disguises a man, has sex with a woman, and then during the throes of passion, his alienness comes out. So Whoa. that that was also some of my research for this movie. Nice. Um, speaking of like like on a meta level about special features, I was very upset that the extended edition had an E at the beginning and it wasn't just extended edition for <laughs> that extra. <is> fucked up. <laughs> Fuck that. Not cool. They really they really weren't working hard. Um, if y'all are down, I kind of want to go back to Barto's point from way earlier that I cut off of who are we supposed to root for? I think that's an interesting oh, yeah. starting point. Yeah, um, I think so too. Because this house is such a hostile place for a child to live. Yes. Like, I feel like that's a big center of this movie that I kind of want to examine first. I think that's where it all is. I think that's that's everything. In this it's movie, a lot of it. Mostly. I mean, First off, it felt to me before I realized what was happening the first time I was watching that they all lived in that countryside house. And then because the dad died, I assumed, oh, maybe he's the breadwinner. They're in an apartment. I, and then I made you the same note. find out in the end that that was like their vacation house, which we'll get into the economic situation later. That's a trip. But so that totally threw me off. I thought part of what was happening is now they lived in this more cramped space. But mm-hmm. yeah. Well, with, the, with in help. <laughs> yeah. Like. Yeah. I mean, we could go into that now if y'all want. It's uh... who I also thought my initial thought was, oh, she's a boarder. Like they're really not doing well. Oh. Like since dad left, they have a boarder. She's but then no the kid's like, no, she's French. <laughs> yeah, who, who kisses mom? <laughs> yeah, she... I, I just 
nobody cares about Tony at all. It's so upsetting. I felt like... Or nobody gives him the positive attention he needs. They do care. Like, even Joe runs after him in the end. But he just feels like a chore to everyone. I mean, like, the, 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 like... He still misses his dad after Dude. three years. Yeah. <laughs> and I he's mean, like it, seven. It is weird that he's <laughs> well, the same age across those three years. That is a little strange, but. Well, um, I was wondering maybe that first scene was like a dream of Tony's. Remembering the, what happened. Sure. But because he's dreaming, maybe his age. Um, and that should just be a generous reading of it. Uh, but, but yes, that same thing crossed my mind that he looks the same. I mean, Joe is obviously, like, the biggest piece of shit in the world. But, so that makes you root for the mom. But, like, the mom is his closest ally, and she doesn't believe him about the most impactful thing that's ever happened to him. Like, don't you know your dad just left? The fucking, like, he's walking in on his mom having sex with someone else, which is traumatic. Like, he's waking up soaking wet, and she doesn't seem to be worried about this. His hair is, like, all wet. It's very weird. And then... Yeah, his babysitter's just, like, fucking dudes in the next room and talking to them and pretending they're not there. It just feels so kid-hostile. Wait, he soaking wet? You mean covered in blood? No, before that. Every time he wakes up from a bad dream, his hair is, like, it looks like he just showered. I don't... That's a side, probably just whatever was happening to the actor, but... Right. Yeah, it just feels like this is not a place for a kid. It's really a sad thing, you know? Yeah. He's sort of left to, like, you, you know, that scene, the, the scene after he wakes up covered in blood is uh, the next day is uh, looks like a fucking nightmare to me. That is like mm-hmm. my hell is where like a kid is just like playing with a toy and, and making a mess with food and stuff like that. And like mm-hmm. respect to parents everywhere. I'm just like not that person. But but he just has no there's no like, yeah, positive attention given yeah. to him at all it's just like you could do whatever or like you're being uh, looked at with like suspicion for like the things you're saying and thinking and believing or you wake up covered in blood and your stepdad goes what did he do yeah <laughs> right <laughs> i mean that's that's the elephant in the room that's joe is the worst man on earth he's a horrible person it's, it's hard because like he's he's putting this situation where it's like a really fucked up situation you're like so like part of me like wants to like kind of um you know sympathize with that but it's like he's such a dick about everything before the situation even happens and he's and he's like so mopey and shitty about things like while it's happening and it's like god damn i kind of agree with you in some parts of like how shitty the whole thing is and like how you don't trust sam but like you're going about it with like no sympathy for the child, no sympathy for your partner, like yeah. Um, well, and and that's the weird thing is that like the whole time I'm watching this movie, I'm like, does the movie want me to like Sam? Like yeah. the movie might want me to like Sam because Sam is or uh, not Sam. I'm sorry, Joe. Joe, am I supposed to like Joe? The movie might want me to like Joe because Joe is correct his suspicions are correct mm-hmm. and he's the only one who looks at sam and be like this is kind of fucked up he's he's correct about he's the only one that's correctly suspicious of sam coming back for mm-hmm. sure but he's incorrect about why and he's incorrect about a lot more like 
this kid is not covering himself with fake blood for a joke or as a prank, <laughs> right? Um, and like he says he is. And yeah, it is hard because he, there's so many layers of like, he doesn't have sympathy for his wife or the kid, but she doesn't have sympathy for Joe yeah. when she just brings the dude back, which is like the weird Freudian family, I don't know, center of this movie is the like, no one talking about it. Is this Joe's house? He doesn't know. She doesn't know. But this new guy's back and you can use his razor and just stay here and we'll just be playing when Joe gets home and I won't think about it and we won't talk about it. And it's insane. It's so yeah. tense. Yeah. And I mean, Freudian is the, the key word here. There is a, a lot of that going on in here. Yeah. The emasculation, like. Can we, do, does anyone have an idea of where that blood came from? I mean, it's, it's supposed to be some way related because that was happening at the same time that um, Sam was being seeded and born. So it's in some way supposed to be related to that, but I don't oh. really understand it at all. <laughs> well, and there's a parallel between Sam and uh, Tony. And when you're birthed, you come out covered in blood. But I don't know, like, because to me... The second time I watched it is the first time I realized what might be really obvious of the like, oh, all the weird shit happening is like mind manifesting shit. Like, you know, he Sam tells Tony after he bites him or vampire sucks him or whatever. Uh, what does he say? He says, if you think it hard about something, you can make it happen. You'll be able to do lots of things, use it when you need it. And that's a big part of this movie is his imagination. But that was not happening yet. So I don't get like that explains everything else in the movie, but not the blood. So, yeah, my thought about the blood was the, the first of the, because the blood comes immediately after, well, the, uh, what Freud would call the primal scene where, uh, the child sees the, the parents having, having sex, which, uh, immediately what I thought about was Tony's fear of castration after seeing his mother and <laughs> the blood as a result of it. Or father is hurt. We're literally seeing father's blood because he's hurt from seeing uh, from his wife having sex with another guy. Or like I don't know what it well, is, but it like felt related to to walking out having sex. Okay, because well, why else did that happen? I mean, why else was that scene there? Why do you have to see them have sex? Um, yeah, I mean the scene's placement though is like it's right after. The the woman in the cottage gets um attacked by Extro and um impregnated, and then the scene of the blood happens, and then it cuts to the father being birthed. So I feel like it's supposed to be related to um the the, the father well, I mean, and the alien, but but I mean it could also be all of them mixed together. Uh, it could also have to do with the scene as mom having sex. It's so weird. Like, I'm trying to think through Freud. I don't know him well enough, but it's so weird to have. They decided to make a movie where the kid saw his mom fucking his stepdad and then his dad is born. <laughs> like, what? Right, 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 right. right. I don't know what that. Like, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, like, I can't. Uh, Give me answers, I mean, folks. At, <laughs> at some level, you know, again, there's the there's the whole like anxiety that Joe has. He's like, 
He doesn't see me as a dad, which, like, no shit, man. You're a fucking asshole. Yeah, but, like, yeah. uh, it does feel like at some level I, I that I can't quite put into words, Joe became Tony's dad when... When, when he Joe, saw that. <laughs> when he saw that and then birthed Sam. Oh, yeah. Somehow. You well, know, and, something... And birthed Tony because he's his dad and that's why he's covered right. in blood. Right, but right, right, right. And yes. I... I have to, this movie has certain things that I don't necessarily see how they're connected, but there's multiple of them, so it has to be a pattern. And the other one is him being in the other room when Annalise is having sex. Mm -hmm. Um, And he says, I'm going to, she says, I'm going to lie down. And he says, you're always lying down. So we're getting shoved in our faces that Tony is adjacent to adults having sex in inappropriate ways, Mm -hmm. or at least in ways where it's. They're not thinking about whether he can see that. Like they're 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 prioritizing that over the kid, over fears of the kid seeing it. And but I still don't know why totally. But except no, that, yeah. wow, this is an extremely psychosexual household for a fucking <laughs> child to be in. Yeah. I, immediately, one of my first thoughts when I was like trying to like decode this movie was like, okay, Annalise. Well, that has the word anal in it. Maybe this is about uh maybe this is about Freud's like uh psychosexual development in children. Like that's that's but I can't Shit. actually see that there. It, it's not there. But it hey. it is just like such a that the tone of this household is so fucking weird that I Yeah. It felt like it had to be there somewhere. But uh, I don't think it is. There's I feel like we're just gonna be jumping around to crazy shit for a while since we don't have like a a hard thing to grasp on but since we're talking about Annalise do we think there's any like I was wondering Joe as this stereotypical American being in the house of like he's wearing a leather jacket he has an ear piercing he's a fashion photographer like he's just he just seems like this weird 80s like American dude and then Annalise is like the French maid it just feels like there's a lot of weird racial stereotypes going on uh or you know national race. <laughs> stories national stories uh stereotypes i'm sorry but like i don't know if it means anything like is there something to do with like british anxieties about like you know the father like america coming in and taking our women or so i don't oh my know goodness was that I don't a know. thing maybe that that does seem like a thing that british people like be nervous about but i i don't know i'm not sure if that's really true it might just be i mean the actress that played annalise is not french i think she's british so like the decision to make her be french like it definitely seems like something that's intentionally written in there like um because she had to yeah put on a thick french accent and say some french lines which (laughs) apparently was some trouble for her Uh, (laughs) it was it was a little rough (laughs) it's a little rough and maybe the movie's just playing into stereotypes right like the french Mm. are all sexual and free or whatever they're all maids like i don't fucking know (laughs) but maybe it means nothing they're just like it's easy to write a french person they're this stereotype i don't know it's it's very horny (laughs) yeah exactly She was someone who I was like, you know, I don't really get why you're in this movie. I don't really get what you're. She's like yeah, the hottest what, person like, alive. She is a babe. Yeah, that there is that. But <laughs> um, I mean, she does play hide and seek with Tony and then die. Yeah, and she is 
for that, like the only, even though she's also someone who is taking her own personal pleasures above the like child in the house who like needs care. I mean, yeah, um, she is. She, but she does like, she's the only person who's like, maybe Tony is upset. Mm-hmm. You know, like maybe but there's something is, wrong with Tony. I, I, I do think she cared about Tony. Um, but also, she's young and wants some dick. Um, and she could have at least wait for Tony to take a goddamn nap. I mean, <laughs> I, I think it's fair to say that on some level, everyone in the movie cares about Tony. But that's mm-hmm. not enough, right? We don't just care. We have to have a certain level of action we take in support of the people we supposedly care about. And, <laughs> like, when when the doctor comes... It's her and Joe that are both like, fuck this doctor. We know what we're doing, but they're not actually then doing the like she's like, he just needs love and affection. Oh, but I'm going to leave him in a room and go fucking do like, like, just let him have a fucking psychologist. What's wrong with you? Like, I don't understand. I know it's a different time, but that shit was weird. Clearly really needed a psychologist because uh, he just ends up remorselessly killing people when when he is giving power. yeah and totally and i will say like i guess we are just the it does feel like the jump from like tony the little boy who likes to play with snakes uh to tony the little boy who is sending his uh mercenaries out to uh kill people in his apartment building and his his au pair feels like kind of a leap uh in in character development but does it when you know. like all the things we're talking about about him living in a hostile environment and all he has is himself and his imagination and mm, all of the adults right. are hostile towards him suddenly you have power yeah. that kind of worked for me and you're also he's also at an age where like he doesn't really think through the uh, you know consequences is totally uh, uh, very much so I think that also plays a part in it you know this this woman. Uh, she's not going to play hide and seek with me and lash out in anger, not realizing the consequences of the anger. Sure. Yeah. I think that yeah. also plays a role. I'm I like trying really hard to put off my big questions just so y'all know, but like, so let's talk about this economic thing we brought up a little bit. What the fuck? This movie is like, like you have Joe, Sam comes back and he's like, Joe's like, what are you going to do? Sam's like, I don't know, find a job. And Joe's like, it's tough out there for jobs. And he's like, what about you? And he's like, I got lucky. And, like, so, yeah, it's tough out there for jobs, but what the fuck does the mom do where this is all happening? Like, where she has a giant mansion cottage, an apartment with a fucking maid, live-in maid. Joe, the fashion designer, is just kind of crashing at her place. Like, I, So, I thought they, like, I figured they worked together in some way. That was, like, my... She was Joe's assistant, I think. Yeah. So, an assistant... <laughs> Can yeah. Afford. Well, I mean, it's also Joe's income, but presumably, um, I mean, well, not not presumably, they had that. I wonder what Sam did before, because obviously his income was a big part before, um, that set up all that stuff. Or Is it not, Joe's? Not, not the au pair, but the. But does I I got the vibe Joe had his own place too because they kept being like do I even live here like is this but maybe that was just like maybe I'm taking that too literal and that was more like hey why are you being welcome to me in my own I home. think he he's moved into their apartment um, so when when the uh, other person like the below neighbor said like like oh what are you doing in her apartment he's like my apartment that was she was just being a jerk he really does live there 
Yeah, she was just being like, oh, Sam's back, so I guess you're you're fucking oh, out okay. of the picture. Yeah. Got it. I don't know. It just I guess it's the eighties and things are different, or it's just like friends. It doesn't matter, it's like a movie, but it just seemed yeah. like they were extremely well off. But also, like, it was kind of a tiny space, and Tony wasn't given attention. It was just, like, a, a weird mix. Yeah, um, I don't know anything about British real estate, but, yeah, just wondering about where maybe they lived in an expensive place, so that's why they have a cramped apartment. I don't know, I mean, it didn't, look, it didn't feel like it was, like, a cramped apartment. It was just an apartment mm. in, like, yeah. an urban area, you know? Totally. I, 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 it looked like, my guess was that it was a, a nice, nice building. They had... You know, I don't know what that guy was. They they had like uh, the janitor guy. Uh, didn't call that super. Is that a super? Mm, I, yeah, I was like, um, is he either a super or maybe he's the landlord? But yeah, probably just a super. Probably not a landlord because he had a picture of Stalin up in his office. Yeah. That, but, like, <laughs> hey, yeah. honestly, with the shit tankies do for a living, hey, I don't know. True. Um, I he reminded me of the guy I forget that really good character actor from uh, Gremlins. His character, the cheap foreign bulbs, nothing oh, works yeah. properly in this effing Dick. country. Dick. I, that was I thought that that line was so funny. <laughs> cheap cheap foreign bulbs, nothing works properly in this effing country. Was a, a funny juxtaposition yes. between like the uh, foreign bulb and this country's bad. And I thought that that's him living the dialectic. <laughs> uh, to me it felt a little at home with the 80s economic situation of all of a sudden you're getting a lot of foreign imports in western countries um yeah and yeah i don't know it is a funny funny juxtaposition though also i noticed that there was the use of the word lucky twice one was joe saying he got lucky with his job and the other was sam and i'm trying to remember i think it was I'm trying to remember. Do y'all remember what he said he got lucky with? Like, Joe said something to him, like, how did you end up back here if you don't know where you were? And Sam was like, I got lucky or something like that. Do y'all remember? I don't. I remember Joe saying he was lucky about his job, but I don't remember that about Sam. Uh, I should have taken better notes. I wrote, like, the juxtaposition between the two luckies and then don't remember what it was. Sorry. (laughs) The first death of this movie by the alien uh, in his original form uh, was the most unusual type of British guy I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> he wearing a tuxedo with a huge mullet was like, <laughs> it wasn't I've a never tuxedo, but a suit. Was, yeah. Oh, he was just wearing a suit. It felt like, okay. Uh, yeah. The, I don't stay know. in the car. Stay in the car. <laughs> yeah. He talks about how uh, that's, that's the only line he's in the he's in like the the, the documentary and he's like talks about how that's the only line he's known for. And he just he says like over and over in the interview, he's like, Stay in the car, stay in the car, stay in the car. And he's like, I still have people come up to me like once a month and they bring up stay in the car. Wait, no fucking way. Yeah. Is this movie big in Britain? Uh it was big in America, it actually bombed in Britain. Um Damn. This it's is not a- it's on British uh, Amazon Prime right now, which is how I was able to watch it. So, um, nice. It came Good out at the same time as like Evil Dead, so it, uh, in England, so it got completely looked over. But it was also, like I mentioned before, it was um, on the Section Three Video Nasty list, which mm. I think ultimately kind of helped its popularity. But apparently, it was a pretty big success. It was uh, 
done by New Line Cinema, and apparently they had like uh, an aggressive campaign in the U.S. and it was really successful. And uh, New Line Cinema had been going through a, a financial uh, crush, and it was like looking really bleak. And this gave them uh, enough cash to survive until um, give them a, a couple- little extra. Yeah, gave him a little extra uh, ah, life okay. until uh, a couple years later when um, Nightmare on Elm Street came out and stuffed their pockets. Um, that guy, in reality, he was actually, uh, I guess he was part of some kind of like performance art group or something like that, um, along with the guy that played the extra alien and the uh, the commando soldier, who are okay. ticking, whose names, oh, yeah, they're, whose they're names like are Ticken Tock. Or, something, or, or yeah, Ticken Tock. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw Tick that. and Talk had like a robot performance that they would regularly do at like clubs and like windows of stores and stuff where they would just dance like robots. And yeah, I guess with the guy driving the car, they were part of a performance group or music group or something like that. I, I didn't really tell. But um, yep, this was uh, that guy's big break, his only big movie. And I guess they asked <laughs> him if great. he could drive and he said, yep, yep, I can drive. And uh He's like, I, I lied about that, but thankfully, I just had to go. I just had to go straight, and it wasn't a stick shift. <laughs> Amazing. Um, real quick, just about like the scenes around that guy. First of all, loved loved his mullet. Uh, yes. Like twenty twenty three, that's a very fashionable, look, good looking uh, yeah, mullet. Yes, like a respectable. Totally. Mullet. But he looked like he was gonna like kick my ass on the way to the garden party. You know, like it was, <laughs> sure, it was yeah. such a strange. Totally. Uh, I liked some of the effects in this. I liked the uh, the suit that was like a person backwards. That was mm. like fun and unique. The worst effect to me was when it licks the mullet man's eyes, and his eyeballs are fine, but there's like tears of blood. All over his face. I just couldn't. <laughs> did not work for me at all. Um, okay. There's some weird gender stuff going on in this movie. The With sex, gender, and pregnancy. Like, mm-hmm. we have three people who are like, if I'm remembering correctly, like, bitten, kissed, sucked on, whatever you want. Some with the tube, some with a mouth. One of them is Tony from his dad and he gets powers right he gets these weird ass powers we'll go we can go into what those mean and stuff later the other two are women and they both get pregnant it's just kind of weird right you have the blonde woman she gets like a sucked thing onto her and then she gives birth to sam and then you have annalise who starts making eggs i mean it wasn't the blonde woman like on her mouth itself Sure. And then uh, you watched the extended edition, so you didn't see the other ending. I watched it, though. Uh, oh, and so the mom also gets... Oh, sorry. Yeah. That's my ending, too. The None of us have the ending that Charlie sent out, which is... Oh. Um, <laughs> she gets it, but we don't see what happens, right? That's true. That's true. Yes. But it, it's weird to me that the movie is like, when a boy gets this, he gets powers. When a woman gets this, she makes life out of her dead body. Right. I mean, I just, shit. I just assume they have control over what they're doing with their bite. Totally. And the filmmakers decided to have them control women one way and men another way. Right, right, right. I mean, the first one makes more sense because that's like directly on her mouth. So you can't imagine it's um, giving something like directly into their system. Like, and it's different than a bite. Um, sure, but, then, but the filmmakers but Tony... chose to have them do that to a woman. Like, it doesn't, no matter how many different ways we do it they picked a woman for that instead of a man right yeah 
so why do the women get pregnant and the men get powers you know like i don't know it's just fucking weird i have a i have a follow-up question after that but i'm curious if y'all have any thoughts about that i don't know if i have a good structural reason for this except that there is like uh fear of sex feels like like a a theme that like kind of goes through this movie to me particularly like tony's fear of sex you know like tony's journey is an edible one like through and through you know that is that is what is going on here and when when charlie this is what when you sent us the other ending where there's just like a bunch of um she walks in an apartment there's just a bunch of clones of tony there and uh you know all the other madness that he left behind in the ending that i think we all saw she walks in an apartment the uh eggs that were laid by the babysitter are sitting in there i forget what they were sitting in tank of some kind it was like the refrigerator turned sideways i think yeah maybe that was it and she picks it up and then it sprouts something from the egg into her mouth and presumably but that is like ultimately that is like the act of incest on you know that tony you know edible fantasy being realized by Wait, sorry are you talking about the ending we watched where the egg reaches out and grabs her in her mouth in the same yeah. way that the, okay. that the blonde lady in the beginning gets pregnant sure you know like it's right. it's the same act this it's just by way of tony ultimately mm. because those are like little tonys at some level are they yeah. sorry i feel like i'm I lost think, yeah. okay yeah Cause he so. bit oh because he bit uh annalise he, yes he you're bit right annalise. okay he he's he's like the progenitor of those eggs those are little yeah. tonys I, I think level. i think the ending with the the clones is basically they're all supposed to be things that have hatched from those eggs i see okay right. by the way real quick the egg effects were so cool i love yeah, those they were great best effect probably yeah but that all comes from i think you know he tony didn't want to kill his father he wanted to kill his stepfather because again the the primal scene that he witnessed sure i think is really what you know i put more weight on this than maybe the director did but i you know like in my mind this is that is where this movie gets going and like why tony chooses the path that he does is all why he chooses violence why he chooses violence because (laughs) like he just like he watched this man who he does not like and now wants to kill have sex with his mom who he like still sees you know in some like early childhood development way as like a a, a, like a, a sexual object but again in like that weird way that like not not really. And he goes through that whole journey, edible journey. Yeah, I mean, that is really like if if we're combining him and Sam in a way because they're sharing powers, he does kill the stepfather and then do the weird tube shit that gets you pregnant, which is kind of like sex to the mother through yeah. an egg. It's like a roundabout way of getting there, but that is really interesting. Um, yeah. And there is, yeah, I mean, there is so much weird stuff with sex in the house. It's hard not to think about like childhood trauma and weird Freudian shit around sex. Now, now, why all the people who had to give birth do these eggs or whatever in this movie and the 
little boy got powers. Not really good. I don't think there's a really good explanation for that in there. So, except that. Do you have one? Oh, I know. I have a weird follow-up if we don't have an explanation. No, no. I just think that it it is in the minds of the writers. They're like, well, women have babies. Sure. You know, and, and that was just the the reasoning for it. That would be yeah. my guess, but I don't know. Uh, which also, Annalise's way of having babies was so fucking intense with, like, the tube with the eggs mm-hmm. falling out. Such a trip. Um, that was fucking awesome. Okay. Get ready, folks. This is the shit that I don't even understand. You ready? His snake's name is Harry. Mm-hmm. Harry is a man's name. How Harry. does Harry have four <laughs> eggs with no other snake around? <laughs> Harry is the name of the director. Is the director... Does the director have a man's name? Help me out here. I mean, yeah, your point still stands, but I'm just pointing out that... Oh, gotcha, he's, okay. He's named nice. after the director. I, I, go on, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just very... Like, this is kind of like the, like, uh... We talk, like the, you know, people are having sex all around him. It feels weird that it would not be connected eggs are being laid all around in weird ways and then suddenly you have a snake that's isolated by itself with a male name having eggs i don't think it was meant to mean anything but it's so weird that it's in this no, egg movie you're 100 percent correct <laughs> I, I mean the eggs are related to the eggs you know like sure. that is they're making at least like a they're they're tying it into the motif now to be like Actually, boys can lay eggs. We just chose not to do it with any human. <laughs> was an interesting choice. Did, did either now. of y'all catch that it was a male snake and it had eggs? Oh, like, yeah. yeah, I just yeah, thought yeah. it was like a joke that people, you know, a lot of people don't know how to tell sex with snakes. Totally. So I, I mean, so growing totally. up, I had a, my, my, um, growing up, my brother uh, and I got a pair of cats when we were like in second and first grade respectively and he knew this other cat uh named Daphne and he really liked that cat so he decided to name our new cat Daphne even though <laughs> Daphne was a boy and so I've just been around cats with or pets with odd gendered names for most of my life and I I just oh, thought fully well, I mean, first of all, sure, they give a different name. Second of all, like, how to get pregnant. I don't really understand that part. Do do snakes just lay eggs? And then you need, like, a a hen to, like, they, if they're not fertilized, you can just eat them? Like, do snakes work like chickens? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's a very new new snake, and they it uh, got it from the cage had, with other snakes. Had them ready. I just, I was thinking so hard about, like, eggs and gender, and then all of a sudden I was like, <laughs> A second. There's a snake with eggs. This is so weird, man. Maybe, but it doesn't. It doesn't mean anything to me at all. Actually, it's just very odd, <laughs> very strange. <laughs> I do think Sam was intending to bite uh, Rachel the same way he bit Tony, because I think he wanted to take Rachel back to. To space with him, um, I think that's why he's going through this whole thing of like trying to convince her, like basically to be back with him. Is that he wanted to convince her, like he convinced Tony, like don't you want to go back with me? And I think that he intended to bite her in the same way he bit Tony, but it just 
he was running out of time and she wasn't as easy to convince as Tony, so it just didn't work out that way. I mean, it's probably good it didn't work out because with this director, she would have just had to give birth. <laughs> I'm just so, kidding. <laughs> so, um, this is a kind of a, I guess, maybe a ship of Theseus type question, but uh, is that Sam? I mean, yeah, that's. I'm not convinced that we can know if it's Sam or if it's not Sam. Like, in the very simple sense of, did they abduct him, give him new powers, and he went back? Or did they abduct him, take on some of his personality traits, and come down? But I also, if the answer is the first one, that's a whole question on if it's Sam still or not. Like, are mm-hmm. we are we Sam if we change? I, like, right. I, I do think it's part of sam in some way like i do think he really did love his son and wanted to take his son back with him even if it's kind of now it's he's been changed into this alien creature and i do think he still had feelings for his for uh rachel as well but that's not to say it necessarily is sam in the same way at least it was before or it could just be the way these aliens work it takes on part of the personality of like who knows but yeah. I did I did trust that he did um actually care about Tony and want to bring Tony so, back with him. So you think he turned Tony into a little skeleton boy as an act of love. Yeah, he wanted to bring Tony back with him. That's part of the process of bringing back with him. Again, but this but you're just this saying isn't thinking about what but, Tony could possibly want at all either. I like, mean, you're just I mean, having a knee-jerk reaction. Powers to kill people, but, like, I don't know. I mean, those, this was like... those powers aren't just used to kill people. I mean, you have powers to make things... Those are awesome powers. You don't have to use them to kill people. <laughs> yeah, I, I think there's so much going on of possibility here, but, like, I'm trying to decide where to start. One of them is, like, okay, I don't know Sam before this happens because we see I mean, Sam throw a stick, and that's it. We can assume he's a good dad. We can assume he's, an, assume he's an honest person, whatever. When he gets back, it's this kind of thing where he seems really innocent. Like, he really doesn't know where he is, and he doesn't know what's going on. But we also know he lies. So, he's manipulating yeah. them with his innocence, right? Like, yes. did you do this thing? No, I don't know where that came from. I don't know where this picture came from. So, he's manipulating them. But is he manipulating them because the ends justify the means in his mind? And, like... He says, I got these new powers because I needed them. I needed to change to live in my new home. Mm -hmm. And I can see a reality where he's wanting his son to come with him to this new home. And it's like, if he thinks this home is great, wherever they're going, yeah, Tony's home right now fucking sucks. Like, it just (laughs) undisputably sucks. But also, it's like, there's just, there's too many questions to know if he's good, if he's bad, like anything yeah. about it yeah it's it's just there's so much yeah we, we there's no way to know for sure but um i do feel like if there is something more um, um malevolent about his uh his point of being there is that he could have just gone about things way more aggressively and it would have been i mean he could have pulled, pulled things off way more aggressively but he seemed to actually want to i guess convince tony and convince rachel that um he was still part of their family and they should yeah, but be he, with him. But he he didn't like convince Tony to like go on the ship with him. He like poisoned him. 
you know, like he chased him down an alley and then like, I don't know, you used him like a juice box and then and then he, they were on the same team again. He asked, but he asked in a way that's not fair, right? Oh, you're scared, yeah. you don't know what's going on, you miss me. Do you want to come with me? Come with me where? For how long? Does it mean I will change into an alien forever? None of that is conveyed to this scared child. Of course not, but I mean, I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm not saying he did it sure. in the best way possible. I'm saying he's a flawed creature. And yeah, it's not necessarily a good thing. That's, I'm not saying that. I'm saying it. Totally. I do think he he cared about his son and wanted to have his son with him. He did I, it I through agree. love, even if it was like a very nasty, weird love. Sure. I mean, people do that all the way, all the time with things that aren't about... uh turning them into weird alien creatures sure i just you said um he could have done it in a more malevolent way a malevolent way and i i don't know necessarily that this couldn't be seen as more twisted than doing it forcefully depending on the situation like convincing someone lying to them trying to play the good guy could be worse than just coming in and showing them who you are while you forcefully try to take them depending on what the situation is but I don't know. There's, I mean, there's a lot of questions we really don't know, and I, I, I kind of feel good for Sam and Tony at the end. Like I kind of do. Yeah. Well, I also, do, I mean, he's obviously under a time crunch, um, because he starts his body starts falling apart. Uh, but also, oh, I, mean, I didn't get that. That's what was happening. Yeah, I didn't think of it as a time crunch, but that does make more sense. Yeah, how he's just solving. Um, I thought just again, sex does weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, because yeah. before that even happens, he starts like picking apart, like oh, you're picks right, off a flap of like his, his hair skin from his head. Um, but I mean, it's also a matter of if he does still have humanity to him. We also do things in ways where we do them in a way to convince ourselves that what we're doing is right, even when it's not right. I mean, totally, that's just the way not humans me. are. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I think, again, I was just responding to you saying he could have done it in a worse way. And I'm like, I can't say that he could because I don't know enough. This could be the worst way you could do it. I'm I not mean, that sure. was more in response to, like, does he want to bring his his um, kid and wife back? Like, if it was more overall his his intentions as an alien was something more aggressive and didn't have to be about a father trying to bring his family back with him then he could have just gone in and done just gone fuck y'all i'm gonna bite y'all and do whatever the fuck i want but sure it seemed like he really specifically wanted tony and rachel with him for a reason i guess and not to just yeah yeah i guess my fear is just that there's we can be in this weird fatherly role and want to be able to control our wife and kid and so like know that that's our in to be able to do it is to play the fatherly role i don't know there's yeah but i i don't know i mean i wrote the same thing that we've been asking is sam a villain or is sam like a hero uh is he he seems to know of human life and want something more for himself and for his son, a new set of potentials, using human machinery for new purposes. Human plus? Is that what he's trying to do? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I I do think... I do know that Annalise didn't deserve all that. No. I and felt that horrible Tony for really didn't even... You know, maybe, maybe Sam was like, I'm trying to do this and the, even if it wasn't good we won't say it's good but 
it, it, he was trying to do this thing that he felt he needed to do in maybe a less less aggressive way than maybe he could have maybe he could have just done what Tony did to Annalise to everyone you know he could have just used powers to like fuck up their lives and then like beat them over the head with uh, his magical friends I felt like with that it was um, initially it was him acting out in anger and that's why she died but then after the fact he decided to impregnate her, I guess. Like, I didn't think that was his original intention when killing her was... Uh, I, I mean, I'm with you there her. where I I thought Tony... I thought of this as Tony... Like, the movie was showing us, look what happens if you give power to someone that you've treated like people have treated Tony. They're immature. Mm-hmm. They're not going to handle it well. They're going to be... They're like, oh, you took, you stomped on my snake? I'll kill you. You mm-hmm. don't pay attention to me? I'll kill you. Um, but yeah, where the like impregnating her thing comes along, it gets more complicated. Yeah. It, yeah. It also gets weird in the, I hadn't even thought of this in the like, you know, if he's having weird sexual fantasies, maybe in an Oedipal way, you know, maybe he's the one who wishes he was with her instead of this random dude. And so now he's mm-hmm. with her in his alien way. Right. I, I mean, I think that's definitely part of what's going on. But also, yeah. it, the other side of this is that, you know, so. We didn't even really talk about the clown or the army man that mm-hmm. he manifests, but he manifests a clown from his toy box, and he turns his his toy army man into a a uh, killing a Terminator. Which I would watch a whole movie of that <laughs> army man. Uh, that was really I loved that. That was fucking awesome. Um, but the the things that he it also feels like it runs the other way. Like he manifests these things, uh, and then they start pushing him towards, you know, like he would never have thought, like, well, we gotta, you know, the we gotta impregnate this dying dead uh, au pair with with eggs. You know that that didn't seem like a Tony idea. That seemed like a, a, clown, idea. a, we, a clown idea. But the, the clown is all him, right? Like you, uh, if you think yeah, some I, hard about something, you can make it happen. Um, I was very curious about, yeah, how much of those things are him and how much is, is he creating new life or is he creating an extension of himself with those th- of his thoughts with those things. I I took and I don't have evidence for this, but I took his toys coming to life as a mind manifesting his subconscious doing what it mm-hmm. wanted kind of thing. Doesn't mean it's true. That was sort of my guess too. But I <laughs> do think that the this comes back to the question of like what makes us us and when are we no longer us? Because if you're given new powers from an alien that those new powers tell you that you can use them like, or give you an inspiration to use them to do a certain thing to your babysitter that you wouldn't have done before. What, what makes us, us, what makes like, what is subjectivity? What, what is, who is Tony? If that can happen all of a sudden, is he still Tony? I don't know. It's a trip. And is Sam still Sam? Yeah. Was the Sam ever Sam? Who was the backwards alien that died to make Sam, Sam? Like, (laughs) Uh, and how much of question. the blonde lady's DNA is in Sam since he was birthed, birthed from her? I wonder if the alien was wounded 
and it was Sam, but the way they kind of like regenerate is they have to and heal themselves. They have to be rebirthed. So maybe that is the same alien that was. I have no idea. I've always wondered, like, is that supposed to be totally the same creature as Sam or not? But it's a reincarnation myth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is weird that they like set up this creature and you're like, ooh, this is going to be a creature feature. And then like gone. Mm. And then just like the whole, the whole process of all of how this works is just a total fucking mystery to me. It is interesting too, though, that the more he decays, the more he looks like that creature Mm -hmm. and almost in a cycle of like you know we have decaying people dying aliens we have birth happening there's a very weird secular cyclical thing happening but i i mean hey in the first movie of the first alien movie we can't you can't know the process of birth like it doesn't fully connect yet like this is a not a uncommon thing um that's true there's also the fact that when when she births the Sam, the other, the one that impregnated her doesn't leave a corpse. It just leaves like a mess on the ground. Like it dissolves. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. That was actually my, my, probably my favorite effect in the movie was her uh, gigantic pregnancy. That was like incredibly shocking and uh, made me laugh. I mentioned last time that there's like a scene in this that plays through my head like almost every single day. That's the it's, one. It's, it's that's the one. <laughs> the part to me that keeps playing in my head over and over is the fact that like her quote unquote skin stretches to where there's like a band still on it. Like there's a hole. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like he's coming out and it's not like, oh, it ripped and it comes up. It's like it rips in two places. So there's like two parts of it like fabric over him i don't know if y'all know what i'm talking about but i can't get it out of my head like the latex is ripped and it's clearly latex but it's supposed to be part of her fucking genitals and it's horrifying (laughs) sorry bud you know what i've seen worse shit you know sure it's called the school of hard knocks that's right (laughs) Um, well the fact that we don't know so much about sam I think is what makes Rachel's position in the film so much more interesting to me. And we've touched on it, but I just feel like I need to go back. She's dating Joe. Joe's in the house. Joe treats the child like shit. She doesn't seem that happy, but they're together. And then Sam shows up and she just brings him in the house and doesn't bring it up and is letting him use the stuff like uh, use Joe's razor, wear your old clothes that I still have after three years. And I just, what do you all think Rachel is thinking? Like, is she like, I want this old thing back, so I'm just going to do this until Joe's so sick of it, he leaves? Am I just not thinking at all and kind of going as it goes? Uh, uh, the the tension between Joe and fucking Sam staring at it, down each other like bulls, and she has to know she's inviting that. You know, what yeah. do you all think? She's thinking. Well, early in the movie, Annalise asked her, like, and, like, what about Joe or something like that? Like, about about her feelings about Joe. And she's like, oh, I don't know. So even though they are engaged, there is, I think, a part of her that's just, like, you know, she's just thinking, I, I, I need to have somebody and I need to have uh, 
you know, Tony eats somebody. So it's like, I think there's a part of that's like not really that infused about Joe, but she's like, it's somebody to fill that role that I feel I need somebody to fill. Um, so then she's hit with this just insane scenario where this, you know, her husband who she loved and who her son still loves comes back out of nowhere. And she's just, you know, there is a part of her that's just uh, very, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think she knows what she's doing. She's just pre- yeah. pre- uh, presented with this, in, this crazy situation. But I do think there is, um, we are shown that she is not fully in love with Joe and hasn't been very sure about him anyways. And then, um, yeah, her son's dad shows back up and her, and, uh, you know, her son has not been into Joe at all. Yeah. But so like, but in a specific moment, for instance, come on in, use this razor. That's Joe's. What do you think she's thinking of that moment? She's thinking, fuck Joe? Or is she thinking, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Or is she thinking like, oh, this will be funny when they square off. Like, I I just can't. I, I can't put myself. I think I'm too much of a we need to talk about what's happening person to like handle these scenes. I, I, think like, I just let shit play out. I mean, I think it's I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Okay. Um, and uh, it just dealing with each dealing with a situation minute by minute and not having any clear thoughts on anything. Sure. That yeah, makes sense. I mean, you don't see any men that she ever interacts with who aren't like jerks who aren't like there's never even, even Tony, even though it's not really his fault, but like everyone in her world is the doctor wasn't freak. too bad. And, no, but even, yeah, I mean... He was still kind of, like, condescending and, uh... It's not a big deal about your son being covered in blood, but, uh... Yeah. In comparison to all the other guys, I don't think he was too bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess compared to the crop that, that she was dealing with, the <laughs> doctor was fine, but, like... You know, I can sort of imagine being, like, what... Like, um, let's throw them in the ring, and whichever one survives, I I, I sort of think of it as just like pulling the pin off the hand grenade and then just staring at it. Yeah, you know, and just like what's you know something's going to happen, and who knows when, you know, like, (laughs) and because like this situation that she's in and has been living in, you know, maybe Sam was like really nice uh, before. He left. It seems like they had like a pretty decent relationship. You know, everyone mm-hmm. seems like they like each other. But for the last three years, and the the day and change or whatever that we that we see them all together, like everyone's kind of like a dick to her all the time. And uh, I could I could totally see her being like, this situation needs to explode. Like let's supernova our way out sure. of here into a new life. She was not prepared for the explosion that was coming. <laughs> No, she was not. So she was not. You are. There are two endings. The one we all had was the one where she goes home. She opens the door. There's the fridge full of eggs. She looks at them. The arm thing tube goes out and grabs her face, and we assume something restarts again. She had a weird, like empty but all-knowing smirk on her face during that scene. What do y'all think was her thought process when she's like walking into this weird ass home with a panther, with eggs in the fridge, with this look on her face, holding a beating 
egg sack and staring at it? Was it just, now I don't know anything, I watched my husband and son turn into mummy zombies and fly off into the light, and so I'll just, I'm so fucking fried, I'll just stare at these eggs? Or was there more going on? We didn't really see her face in that scene. Maybe there were a couple shots in the beginning. When, yeah, um, sure we did. Oh, no, we, we didn't because it wasn't the same actress. It was a double. So maybe there were like a couple of... Wait, like, wait, the final scene? Yeah, I think maybe there were a couple of shots like at the beginning of the scene, like close up of her face with like a white background. But like, yeah. we don't see her like staring at an egg with... Um, I'm trying to remember how the... Shots for orchestra. Dude, mine has long, lingering shots of her face staring. Like, yeah, just long. kind of looking serene. She was not involved in the filming of that scene, so any shots on her face would have been cut in from footage they had from um, the other scene that they had shot. Uh, so I'm trying to remember, like, what, how many shots there are and, like, where they're presented of her face i guess well well but the but even if we're going with the original scene you know like or the one that they originally intended to with the with the with the clones of tony and all that it's still the same i I think they were the same face shots in both yeah yeah they were the same face shot and the same like confusion arises about like what was what was her mindset walking into that room because i yeah she looked at peace? Totally at peace. Yeah. She lost Which her son and now on? she has like 20 sons. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it would be yeah. different going into seeing a fridge full of uh, egg sacks. <laughs> sure. Yes. Yeah. I, but if I lost my son, <laughs> I don't think I would be at peace if I saw 20 sons in my room. I feel like I would freak the fuck out. <laughs> I'm 20 times happier than before. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's why it's good Until to have. Like, you have to buy twenty times the breakfast cereal and twenty <laughs> times the the shoes yeah. every six months. Call twenty times boy. the doctors when they're covered in well, twenty times as much blood. At least now <laughs> she'll be saving money on the au pair. That's yeah. They can just watch each other. Do you think the au pairs eggs all had au pairs? No, those were the those were au pairs eggs. Oh, you're right. Okay, yeah. now I'm now I'm uh, smelling what you're stepping in. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but I I sort of took this as like she again. If we go back to the grenade metaphor, she watched this thing explode in her hand, and what else is there left? Her child's gone. Mm-hmm. Her husband is gone. They both turned into. Uh, zombies and flew away and I don't know. I feel like that might break me. I'm shocked she made it home. Bro- bro- yeah. Broken is the way I thought of it. Like, she is just broken now. Like, yeah, she has I, had her mind fried. I think that's in and else. Well, because I mean in the, yeah, you ha- you're broken, you have your mind fried and then you see your son you just lost and you see a bunch of them and you're like oh! but I, you, you're broken. You have your mind fried, and then you go home and you see a fridge full of uh, black egg sacks. Uh. I, I don't know. I feel like either way, I'm, I'm freaked out about this. Uh, I, I don't feel like one of these is better. Actually, I, um, the clones the might be worse. That you see a bunch of clone sons and you're happy because it's your son makes no sense. It makes perfect. You don't know what parent is like. 
So I don't want you to bring this in. You're right. Sorry, sorry I should defer like to you on that, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Bart, did I cut you off? You suddenly fast forwarded. I don't think so. I'm just just <laughs> clapping at the idea that like, oh man, I just I just had this really hard time, but coming home to a room full of clones of my awful Oedipal son makes me feel better. It's like so... <laughs> I just can't imagine reading this movie that way, Chuck. I don't know what's going on. Well, you guys, you're, not a, you're not a parent, Barto. Didn't you hear him? Yeah. You guys don't have any kind of authority on this. You're broken. You lost your son. Now you got 20 of them. <laughs> I guess if you're a certain level of pride, sure. Your mind is not at a point where you're really able to comprehend the whole weight of the situation. <laughs> and now all of a sudden you have 20 sons. Ooh, a son. It's like a shiny little thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and a new cat. True. Yeah. Um, okay. I have uh, one more question before I'm ready to go into awards. What is this film saying about absent fathers? Maybe it's better if they are absent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be beware if they come back. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what this is saying about absentee dads. I don't know what this is saying about anything, really. <laughs> I don't know because, again, I think you're right. I feel like this is this is pointing at gender. It is pointing at sex. It is pointing at childhood trauma. It is pointing at love, you know, in, in some weird kind of twisty way. It is pointing towards uh, psychosexual development. Is there's, there's, like, all this stuff, but uh, there's no real cue for, like, and this is what you're supposed to take from all that. That's it why is, there's two is, sequels. Yeah, yeah. They'll finally explain this. In <laughs> oh, wait, they're, they're doing a fourth. That'll, that'll bring it home. That's true. No, yeah, it is. It's using a bunch of imagery and ideas that make you feel a lot of things but they're not it's not like a puzzle you can easily solve or anything i don't think so unless charlie did did you do you feel like you've solved the puzzle i think i've proved i have <laughs> <laughs> she was happy i was having 20 sons Astro ending explain <laughs> <laughs> and 50 easter eggs you missed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, do y'all know the Pixies song, uh, Tony's song? Yeah, yeah. I couldn't, I, about this. couldn't stop thinking about that when they were just like Tony, Tony, <laughs> Tony, Tony. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go, Barta. You can use that wherever you need in the episode. It's going in there. Uh, should we do awards? Mm-hmm. Favorite shot. I'm gonna start for once. At the end, when the mom is like crumpled on the ground after while she's seeing her son and husband get lifted away and there's like the light that looks kind of like fat snow or leaves or I don't know going upward all over the screen super cool shot really like yeah. that yeah so just to throw this in there uh, so the original ending for this movie was the one with the clones and then um, Bob Shade didn't like that ending because the special effects weren't good in it which they aren't you can tell that the kids are wearing masks but um, so he cut off the ending, and when he first started showing it, it ended with that shot. Mm. So yeah, that was one of the 
technically one of the endings. I, you know, I think it's good that they went back and added something else to make I, it stranger. It, it yeah. would have been too sudden and unsatisfying. The director prefers the, the ending with the egg sex, and I think that's his most preferred ending. Great, because it completes the edible circuit. Mm-hmm. My favorite shot is uh, the cocoon that they turned the babysitter into hanging in the bathroom, butting eggs out. Like, really, I thought, stunning effects yeah. in a movie that, like, there's a lot of stuff where I'm like, and again, I don't think it looks great. I don't think it looks terrible. There's some cool, like, gross stuff in here that I think is good and well done. But, like, that was, like, gorgeous in that horrifying way. That was my favorite practical effect for sure. It was very cool. That is one of mine. I absolutely love the shot in particular of she's in the corner, in that up in that corner, and it's, like, all dark around, but there's kind of light making her visual. And, yeah, I, that was just, like, an incredible shot, in my opinion. Shot of the panther walking down the white hallway. Apparently, the head of uh, New Line Pictures insisted that they put a pan- Black Panther in there. <laughs> but, uh. Oh, yeah, I read I, somewhere that they were like, they like looked at the script. New Line looked at the script and they were like, you gotta make it weirder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bob Shea was apparently like fixated on, like, you have to have a Black, you have to have a panther in there. You have to have a panther in there. <laughs> Uh, but that shot Producers, of the Panther man. walking down that white hall, it was uh, incredible, in my opinion. They got you, Charlie. The producers got you right where they want you. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, the director also said, like, yeah, it, the shot, it was stupid. It made no sense, but it was. It looked incredible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, also, like, I think I mentioned that just that the whole birthing sequence has been imprinted on my mind since I first saw this and just regularly plays through my mind. And I, I have to give a shout out to that as well. Fair. It, it's so weird. It's so fucking it's... weird. That whole <laughs> sequence is so goddamn weird. Yeah. Like, because she goes from not pregnant to very, very, <laughs> yeah. like the most pregnant anyone has ever been yes. in, in like 45 seconds or something <laughs> like that. And, then is giving birth to a grown man and is, is <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a sequence I think about, yeah. you know, maybe not every day, but <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like I said, maybe it's every other day for me, but um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think about it a lot. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of like what cues your mind to that moment. Like you're at the <laughs> bank and you're like looking at, I don't know, fucking... A railing, and you're like, "Oh man, remember that fucking woman who got so pregnant?" <laughs> I just keep wondering what happened to that alien that impregnated her. Like, that's some—they didn't really explain it. It turned into goo. Mm. Well, yeah. You I mean, mean, like, what turned into goo? I guess, like, what? Yeah, what's the? Is it like a, like a, like a praying mantis kind of situation? Like, you fuck, then you just die into goo. Yeah, like, it's like a face hugger. Well, I okay. mean, I was. Okay. I brought up earlier. I was thinking like it was reincarnated at like it. It had to. It yeah, was it becomes hurt. the human Sam or whatever. It was hurt, and so it became Sam. And it's kind of uh, can't think of the word, but it kind of transformed into what became Sam. So it its essence dissolved but instead of leaving a corpse. 
Okay. That's one possibility for sure. I, I've thought about that a lot through the years, and that's like, <laughs> I mean, I, I brought it up earlier. That's kind of like what, like, me trying to make sense of it. Like, I can totally. kind of see some sense in that. Yeah, it's just not how any of that stuff's ever worked. So it's, it's, it's a leak. <laughs> yeah, but we're not talking about uh, laws of science that um, we're all familiar with. I am. There we go. <laughs> okay. Uh, dumb cop of the week. Joe. Yeah. I was going for um, Tony for uh, killing Annalise for not playing hide and seek. For, not, uh, for going to get uh, Dick instead of playing with him. I thought that was um, a little too punitive and uh, reactionary. <laughs> he is more of a killer than Joe. Joe just, you know, only a cop can see their stepson who's been sleeping covered in blood and say, what has he done? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, that is such a cop line. Only a cop can immediately get power and think about, I'm going to start killing these people around me that wrong me. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Praxis Award. I'm going to come out and say it. I got nobody. I can't. I don't have a Praxis Award. <laughs> I Bro, can't get I one. Do. I think you guys are do. mad at what I came up with. It was, uh, it was that really cute dog for trying to scare off the alien. It, nice. Like, ran out of the house, barking at the alien. And speaking of, speaking of, I've been meaning to, I've been trying to find a place to get this in for the last, like, half an hour. Did they have a dog in the first scene of this movie? That's who he's throwing the stick for, right? Yeah. What happened to the dog? Uh, Good wait till extra two. Okay. <laughs> I thought they were going I don't believe you. I was a, it was a joke. Okay. <laughs> it would, maybe it would have worked well if we had a discuss. If there was an extra two that we already discussed. I mean, it was three years later. Dogs don't live more than three years. Trust me, Barto. I've had a lot of dogs. <laughs> It's not like the dog was just born. <laughs> <laughs> I I think it was. Okay, maybe. I think that's what the goo represented. The dog was just born. Uh, you had the dog, and then who was yours, Charlie? I feel like you guys are going to get mad at me if I say mine. Let it rip, bro. Okay. <laughs> I... Oh, you're right. Couldn't do that one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, shit. Oh, we gotta rate this thing. Oh, oh God, Charlie, you first. How are we rating this? Don't make me cut this too. We all gotta do different. Oh wait, who's Charlie? You gonna tell us how to rate it? I, we always come up with our own rating. I don't know what you mean. Yeah, by yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I'm gonna um, give it five pulsing egg sacs out of ten pulsing egg sacs in a fridge with a mystery substance that's been poured in them by a clown that used to be an action figure and I don't know what's poured in them. Is it ice cream? Is it <laughs> human feces? I don't know. But the egg sacs are floating in it. That's my rating. I'm going to give it four Harry's eggs out of a possible of five Harry's eggs, but um, the snake was killed before it could lay its fifth. Otherwise, <laughs> maybe I would have been able to give it some more. I want to give it uh, three toys made whole out of the toy chest. Unclear how many toys I but that's <laughs> I enjoyed it. Hell yeah. All right, folks. Well, you should join us next time for 
Godzilla versus Biolante, where we'll talk about genetics yet again and weird birds, not in the same way. Uh, you can rate us on Apple Podcasts. Now we're getting more excited for this movie. Don't I? I I'm sorry. Uh, oh. <laughs> you can rate us on Apple Podcasts. Do it. Give us a review. Give us a review. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Blue Sky or and Blue Sky at No Gods Pod. You can email us nogodspod at gmail.com. Uh, and if you want to support the show, I kept thinking about when he was screaming so loud that Joe's head exploded. So you can stock up on personal protective equipment, including uh, earplugs for, you know, if shit goes down, it's good to have extras for others.